back blue shirts fans to episode number 148 of the locked on new york rangers podcast i'm your host john chick and today we're going to have part two of our conversation with mr walker barrow and mr jared ellis of locked on hurricanes we talked a little bit last week you know just about some hockey in general and then also obviously previewing the rangers first round matchup or qualifying round matchup against the carolina hurricanes definitely looking forward to that assuming that it still happens and still goes off without a hitch And we're going to get to that in just a second, the second part of that conversation. But first, I just want to kind of provide an update uh, with everything that's happening around the NHL as it pertains to the return to play proposal. You know, obviously, we've had some cases where coronavirus is uh, still kind of making its presence known. Clearly, it has not gone away yet. Uh, The Lightning had to shut down training camp the other day because they had a couple of players test positive for COVID-19. And, you know, MLB, I realize it's a different sport, but they just recently had, I believe, 40 different players and personnel uh, test positive for COVID. So it's still obviously something to be concerned with. And it's no slam dunk. It's no guarantee that these Stanley Cup playoffs are going to happen, or even if they do happen, that they'll be completed. I mean, fingers crossed. And I know we all want to get back to sports. We all want to see the Stanley Cup playoffs, but health and safety first. Uh, It's very much a touch and go situation for the NHL right now. Speaking of touch and go, they are still trying to figure out what the two hub cities are going to be when the season is unpaused. Uh, Vegas has been heavily rumored as one of the two, and it looks like the NHL is also looking at a Canadian city for the second uh, choice. And it sounds like Edmonton, Toronto, and Vancouver are all being considered. But yeah, another 11 players in the NHL uh, testing positive for COVID-19. Like we said, the Lightning just shutting down their workouts due to a small outbreak. But as of right now, Phase 3 is going to go on as planned, at least as of right now. It is slated to begin, we're in phase two right now, and phase three is slated to begin on July 10th with the formal opening of training camp. It has also been announced that each team in the Stanley Cup playoffs will play one exhibition game before the postseason begins. I would imagine, you know, the Rangers, they're certainly not going to play the Hurricanes in the exhibition game, uh, but it sounds like opponents have not yet been determined. So it'll be interesting to see who the Rangers are matched up against in that game and exactly, you know, how full bore these teams treat it. You know, do you do you go all out and just try to put your best foot forward and have a little bit of momentum going into the playoffs or do you just kind of treat it like it is what it is? It's an exhibition game and you just try to get your legs under you a little bit and just get back into the flow and the feel of playing hockey and, you know, even get used to, uh, you know, what's going to be uh, a bizarre atmosphere in not having any fans at the arenas. That's going to be different as well. So that'll be interesting to see. And we'll definitely look to see who the Rangers play in that exhibition game. But as of right now, nothing has changed. Phase four will begin on July 30th. That will be the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs. No word yet on an actual schedule as far as, you know, when the Rangers play or when anybody else plays. We don't know yet if the Rangers will be in action on July 30th. But I would say circle that date on your calendar because either way, uh, that looks to be the day where the Stanley Cup playoffs are going to start. If the Rangers are in action, that's awesome, and I'm sure we'll all tune in. And if they're not in action, hey, pick another series and enjoy that one as well, and then we'll get ready for the Rangers the next night or whenever they might happen to play. Obviously, this is all contingent on 
you know, not guaranteeing because there are no guarantees, but at least feeling confident that you can, uh, you know, ensure the safety, the health and safety of the players and the coaches and the referees and everybody else, everybody in the TV crew and everything else, uh, ensuring health and safety, that definitely comes first. And, you know, hopefully uh, it gets to the point where it feels like the risk is minimal. The other thing I wanted to talk about here just a little bit before we get into our conversation with Walker Barrow and Jared Ellis of Locked on Hurricanes is the situation with Capo Caco. And of course, you know, on this podcast and really anywhere else you go that covers the New York Rangers, there's been some conjecture as to whether or not Capo Caco will be able to play, uh, whether he'll be allowed to play, uh, what his decision on the matter might be. And it sounds like it's basically going to be up to Capo Caco. But as of right now, as of this recording, uh, he is expected to play in the qualifying round. And obviously, that is still up in the air a little bit. But I got an interesting email here from one of the listeners. Uh, his name is Sam. And, uh, you know, emailed him back and forth a little bit. And he gave me the thumbs up to share this email on the episode here. And I think he has a unique perspective to offer because Sam, just like Capo Caco, is a type 1 diabetic. And he heard one of the episodes in which we were discussing Capo Caco. And this is what Sam had to say in the email. Again, I think he just offers a very unique perspective since he has type 1 diabetes, just like Capo Caco does. I'm certainly no expert on the matter. So let's hear from Sam here. Let's see what he had to say uh, in his email. He said, I was just listening to the episode from June 1st where you talk about the question of Capo Caco playing in this summer's playoffs. You certainly made plenty of valid points and are right that Capo is potentially more susceptible to complications from COVID-19 than the majority of NHL players. However, I think a sizable part of the discussion was missing. I, like Caco, have type 1 diabetes and have for nearly nine years, about half my life. There is no doubt diabetes is one of the underlying conditions the health experts have been warning about since the virus took off, but I think what a lot of people don't know or generalize about diabetes is the difference between type 1 and type 2. Type 1 is an autoimmune disease, which almost always appears in children. All that to say you're either born with type 1 diabetes or not. Type 2 is very different. Type 2 is found in adults generally later in life. Type 2 is also very different because it's caused mainly by people not taking good enough care of their health and is often paired with other problematic health conditions. The point I'm trying to make is that the general idea of diabetes leans more to the side of type 2. In Capo's case, having type 1 diabetes certainly has the potential to put him at risk if he plays in the playoffs, but it also has the potential to help. As you mentioned on the podcast, Capo is young and in great shape as he is a pro athlete. Combine that with the fact that type 1 diabetics are very aware of and in control of their bodies and health. So plainly, there's an argument to be made that Capo and other type 1 diabetics who have the disease under control would be able to handle their health more proactively if they caught the coronavirus than the average person. I wrote this email because I think it's an important distinction to make when talking about diabetics and capo specifically. I'm not asking you to issue a correction or anything like that, just that you use this information and perspective if and when discussions on capo's decision to play or not come up again, and I'm sure they will as we get closer to Rangers playoff hockey. Feels great to say that. I hope you and your family are doing well in this up and down time, and I can't wait to hear you talk about three Ranger wins against Carolina not too long from now. Best, Sam. And yeah, I can't wait to uh, talk about three Ranger wins either, Sam. And again, thank you for the email. I hope you and your family are doing great as well. 
I think you certainly have an important uh, perspective to share on this matter. You would know certainly better than I would about, you know, type 1 diabetes. And I think to your point, that's a very important distinction between type 1 diabetes and type 2 diabetes. Of course, CACO has type 1 diabetes. And again, I'm no doctor. I'm no expert on this matter whatsoever. But I think one of the most interesting points that you made there is that CACO in some ways might be better prepared for this uh, than the average NHL player, simply because, you know, having type 1 diabetes, he's already so in tune with his body and what he needs to do and what he can't do that it might for him be less of a change than for anybody else. It might in some ways kind of almost be business as usual for Capo Caco. But either way, you know, obviously all the best to, to you, Sam, and then also to Capo Caco as well. Uh, you know, I just hope that he stays safe throughout this whole thing. I hope all the players stay safe through this whole thing. And, you know, you really just at this point have to place your trust in the hands of the NHL and medical professionals who know what they're doing, who know what they're talking about. And hopefully, uh, you know, again, you can never eliminate the risk. I've said that time and time again. You can never 100% eliminate any risk, but you hope that it, if these players are going to be out there playing Stanley Cup playoff hockey, that the NHL takes every single precaution to at least make this as safe as possible for Kako and really for everyone else as well. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off of your first box at BuiltBar.com. Once again, use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at www.BuiltBar.com. All right, and so like I said in the intro, the rest of today's episode basically just going to be the rest of the conversation that I had with Walker Barrow and Jared Ellis of Locked On Hurricanes. And, you know, again, we just, you know, talk a little bit about hockey, a little bit about the upcoming playoff series matchup between the Rangers and Hurricanes. Uh, just a good time. Those guys are always fun to talk to. They do a great job with Locked On Hurricanes. And assuming these Stanley Cup playoffs go off without a hitch, I'm sure we'll be talking to them again, you know, before, during, and after the series. And hopefully we're all still friends by the time it ends, but I make no promises. So with that said, said uh enjoy i've kind of joked around thinking that would be funny if uh it was a arizona florida panthers stanley cup because oh you know the networks would absolutely <laughs> love that oh <laughs> you boy. know that'll draw there would be some pissed off people which honestly they'd be like what honestly this year it would draw because one is the stanley cup so of course it would draw anyway but also there's nothing yeah. else on so of course people are gonna watch it yeah, exactly. I love Arizona, but they definitely have attendance and fan issues. Same with yeah. Florida. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been saying yeah, the, the NHL funny. needs to take advantage of this. They're going to be the only game in town when it restarts. You know, it's going to be the only sport going on. They got to find a way to bring in some new fans. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. um, they need to take advantage of that time period. It's going to be where it's just them before the NBA comes back with their plan. Um, yeah. Yep. Because once the NBA comes back, of course, they're going to take that number one spot. It's the oh, NBA. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I definitely think this is a great opportunity for the NHL to gain fans, no matter what team it is. Um, yeah, we're 
obviously have the teams we like, teams we don't like, but the more fans, the merrier. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Um, I, I got to ask you guys about this too. Uh, so obviously the return to play proposal happens and there's only two teams that vote against it and it's the hurricanes and the lightning. Um, yeah. And obviously, you know, conspiracy theorists, I've talked about this on my show a little bit. Uh, oh, the Canes, they were trying to avoid the Rangers. They were trying to avoid the Rangers. Um, what did you think about that whole situation? And is there any truth to that, that the Canes maybe uh, didn't like their draw, so to speak, you know, having to play the Rangers in the first mm-hmm. round? Um, I don't necessarily think it was the fact that they had to play the Rangers. Okay. I think it may have been the fact that, uh, which you never know, we're not in that locker room. You know, yeah. We don't know. Um, so it's all just speculation, but I don't think it was necessarily the fact that we got to play the Rangers. I think it was the fact, you know, just maybe how the playoffs were so expanded kind of deal. Um, so many extra teams in there, um, and they kind of the short end of the stick, um, they're, they're having to play, you know, a team that, yeah, they definitely had their number, but you know, if that wasn't the case, you know, or if the whole pandemic wasn't the case, you know, they wouldn't be playing them. I think who would we be playing? I don't remember who we'd be playing. I think it was either Tampa or Washington. Um, one of the two, um, but it was just, they get the short end of the stick with it. And that was something Mark note, uh, said on, uh, his interview on spit and chicklets. It was just the fact that they got the short end of the stick with the thing. Um, so, I don't think it was necessarily the fact that they're scared of the Rangers. It's just they kind of get screwed over in the end. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. All the work that they put in. And then it's just kind of like, what the hell? Montreal's here? You know, kind of yeah. deal. <laughs> We're just going to run Montreal like the whole that, rest like, of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, it's just they put yeah, in it's, so much work for what seems like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's about the same for me. You know, um, I feel like when they were when they were brought this proposal, they were probably looking at obviously the pros and cons and maybe they just had more cons to lay out than what we could lay out. And I, and what those cons are, maybe one of them was, yeah, maybe we just really don't want to face the Rangers. I don't think it's that that's, and that's just us talking, but who knows, you know, they could have just seen something that nobody else saw and maybe them and the lightning saw it doesn't mean that it's, obvious but i don't know honestly i yeah, don't really you know. also think about with the the lightning um you know they put in a hell of a lot of work this season because remember mm-hmm. they started out playing like um and then yeah. they really turned it around and you know really played tampa hockey uh really um whether or not they choke in the playoffs is a different story but <laughs> Um, they put in a lot of work, you know, to get themselves to where they were this season, just like us. And then you get these teams that really shouldn't belong uh, in the playoff mix that are now in there. And like, what the hell? We put in all this work, and these guys are here, really? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah, that I may mean, have been the thing. They're just like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, no, you, you guys definitely make some good points. And, you know, thank you for, you know, letting me see it from the other side a little bit. I mean, I, on my show, I talked about this a little bit. I was a little bit critical of, you know, them trying to, uh, you know, vote against their return to play proposal. The, the part where they lost me, and again, you guys made some great points there, but the part where the Kings really lost me is when they suggested that, 
oh, well, the Rangers should have to beat us four out of five to advance. I heard that. And I was like, are you kidding no. me? Like, like that, that's, that's I, a little out there. That. Yeah, yeah, that was, that, that's news to me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we I didn't heard, hear that. So. Yeah. And then, and then I had to check the standings and now granted the Canes played two fewer games than the Rangers did. So that definitely comes into account here, but the, the Canes only were two points ahead of the Rangers. I'm like, and we got to beat you four out of five. Like, no, no, come on. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's going, that's a bridge too far. I would say. Yeah. That's, that's too much. I, yeah. I don't understand why they even said that. Yeah. The Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That is why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. And to make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash Black Lives Matter. Once again, that is LockedOnPodcasts.com slash Black Lives Matter. Uh, one thing I do want to ask you, we've talked about uh, Mika Zibanejad a few times and just like on a lighter note, uh, what was your reaction to his five goal game that he had um, before the season paused? Because that hadn't I mean, happened last time we talked to you. It was unbelievable. And, and to date, that's still one of my favorite episodes that I've done because, I mean, he just gave me so much to work with that night. Like that, Sometimes I'll record after the game and then other times I'll wait until the next morning. But as soon as that game ended, man, I was running to my laptop, hooking up the microphone. Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was it was just an unbelievable performance. I mean, there's there's really not much else to say. And, you know, one of the things that uh, really stood out to me um, is you know, obviously a player scores five goals. That's really rare. That doesn't happen that often. But if yeah. a player scores five goals, a lot of times his team is going to win the game, you know, six to one, seven to two, something like that. The Rangers won that game in overtime and he got the game winner and they needed every single one of his goals. And they also entered that night on a three game losing streak. So it was a case where they really needed a win and he just put the team on his back. I mean, it was just it was a phenomenal performance. And at that moment, you know, I don't know that everybody was sold on him being like a true like you know, superstar in this league at that moment, I think he just kind of erased all doubt. It, it was just unbelievable, man. Yeah. It was, you know, I've gone back on YouTube and watched, you know, they have the reel of all five goals being scored. I've done that a couple of times. It was unbelievable. I, I mean, just, just a treat to watch. Yeah, that, that was, yeah, a great um, I just thought about uh, something else. Um, obviously the New York Rangers don't have a captain this season. Um, yeah. Do you think Zibanejad could be that guy to wear the C? Cause I know his name has been floated around before. Yeah. Um, so that's a topic that, you know, has come up a little bit on the show as well. And uh, to me, it's kind of a two man race. It's either going to be him or Chris Kreider. And, uh, you know, Kreider is kind of the mm-hmm. elder statesman. I-, I think he's a little bit more vocal than Mika Zibanejad, whereas Mika's a little bit more of a uh, lead by example kind of guy. I I very, very slightly favor Kreider, but I don't think you can go wrong with either guy. I think they're both uh, good leaders, uh, well respected in the locker room. And I'd be I mean, there's always a chance they could go one more year. Uh, without a captain but if they name a captain next year I don't see any way that it's not either Kreider or Zibanejad and you know I've heard some strong cases made for both guys I'm slightly in in Kreider's camp but if it's Zibanejad hey I'm cool with that too you know let's roll yeah I think we definitely got a few guys uh once uh Jordan Stahl retires we think he'll probably retire at the end of his contract here yeah um we definitely got a few guys that he that can definitely be in the mix um that top line, uh, yeah. Jacob Slavin. I, yeah, Jacob Slavin. I personally think will probably be the guy. Um, mm-hmm. Martin Hook, should he still be here? I think he'd be in the mix. Um, I could see Aho potentially getting an A at some point. Same with Tara Vinen. Um, Definitely. Also, Dougie. 
being in there, potentially getting a letter on his sweater as well. Happy birthday, Dougie. There you go. Oh, yeah. Also, nice. today's Dougie Hamilton's birthday. <laughs> so, happy birthday, Dougie Hamilton. Very cool. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you guys about that top line. I mean, obviously, Svechnikov, Aho, Teravainen, um, and they're all 25 years old or younger. I think Svechnikov is like 20. Is that right? 20 ish, somewhere around there. Give or yeah, take. He's either 20 or 21. He's he's 19. Yeah, he's 19. He, he okay. can't legally right. drink. Oh, yeah. That's a and he's <laughs> but, uh, been at the beach fishing this entire quarantine and he has got yep. some monsters and i am so jealous some mahi <laughs> mahi man that's good yeah. stuff you yeah, go. oh did you see that one that michael jordan caught like it was like yeah. a giant thing like oh yeah there there's like this big tournament that goes on here on the coast around this time of year obviously and just these deep sea fishermen go out and michael jordan had his his boat was called catch 23 i think that's what it was called and nice they yeah so but as I far as like the 300 pounder yeah it, it was it was a monster it was good size not not the winner of course but still um but in regards to the sat line just yeah i i That's love awesome. that line it's i every time they get on the ice it's like it's weird because pnc will go kind of quiet because they know but then it just roars like it gets so loud whenever the SAT line is out there. All they got to do is see those three guys jump on the ice, and they're just like, you know what? I'm gonna sit back. Like, all right, we're scoring. Yeah, yeah, like this, it's gonna happen because you know, Tara Vinen sets up great plays, and obviously Svech and oh, yeah, finish. Yeah, they both finish so strong with whatever play Tara Vinen sets up, and I think that's why it's such a well-rounded team. You know, Tevo won the cup with the Blackhawks back in fifteen. Yeah, 15. Him and Van Riemsdyk won in yeah. 15. Exactly. So, I um, mean, yeah. having that knowledge and just Terry Vinan's hockey IQ is just phenomenal. You know, and he's yeah. able oh to God. set up those plays. Yeah. He's so good. It's, it's crazy how on yeah. that line he's he's like the grizzled veteran and he's like 25 years old, you know? Yeah, yeah. I like it though, you know? It's, it's, a, it's a cool dynamic. It's an exciting, yeah. t- it's an exciting line to watch, obviously. Uh, not so much when the Rangers are playing them because I'm holding my breath every time that they're out there. But, uh, right. yeah, I mean, you, you could make the case. I mean, this is up there with, you know, one of the best young lines in hockey, I would say. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's scary to think that they could, they yeah. could, they could continue could, to get better. You know, they're very young. Yes, yes. You know? So. Yeah, they're so young. Um, and Teravine and you know, such a phenomenal playmaker. Um, and then you have Aho and Svechikov, who are good playmakers in their own right, but also are such elite goal scorers, especially Aho. Yeah. Um, yeah. you never know once you know the Bruins reign kind of ends, you know, because those guys are starting to get a little older. Um, you know, in their perfection line, you know, kind of you know, rides off into the sunset up there. You know, right. this line, you have they keep progressing at the rate they're progressing. They could maybe be in contention for that top line in the NHL. Yeah. Because they're just so good and have so much upside. Yeah. I mean, I I figure this app's actually about to cut us off. So uh, that that 45 minute limit (laughs) is back in effect. So I I figure we, we we can wrap it up, but uh, you know, this is a lot of fun guys. I had a lot of fun the last time. This is a good time as well. And uh, you know, I figure that this series is coming up. I I figure we'll do this again uh, before, during, and, Maybe even after the series, assuming we're still friends after the series ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for uh, doing this. And uh, Hurricanes fans, Ranger fans, thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Have a good one, All guys. Right. We'll talk to you later. 
All right, once again, a big thanks to Walker Barrow and Jared Ellis of Locked on Hurricanes for teaming up, doing this crossover episode here. And like I said earlier uh, during the intro, when the Rangers and Hurricanes take the ice, you know, assuming that everything goes off without a hitch and we do indeed get Stanley Cup playoffs, I'm sure uh, we'll link back up with Walker and Jared and do another couple of crossover episodes before, during, and after that best of fives playoff series. And then as for later this week, we're also going to have part two of our conversation with Craig Stanton of Ice Hockey in Harlem. If you missed part one, it's the episode just before this one. That would be episode number 147. And Ice Hockey in Harlem, just a tremendous nonprofit organization that teaches uh, hockey and teaches life lessons to kids that, you know, might be a little bit uh, underprivileged and, you know, just a fantastic, very charitable uh, organization there that uh, Cray Stanton is a big, big part of. And once again, a big thanks to him for doing the interview and also for my good friend, Adam Denker. We were friends back when we worked at NHL.com. He is now the host of Locked on Lightning, but the two of us kind of team up to talk to Craig Stanton a little bit about ice hockey in Harlem. And like I said, we're going to have part two of that interview just a little bit later this week. And if you missed part one, that is available, episode number 147. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, as always, thanks so much for tuning in. If you would like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Again, that is at LO underscore underscore NY underscore Rangers. Now go ahead and tell your smart device to play the latest edition of Locked On NHL. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.